Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with sharing the Word of God. Tonight is our Thursday night Bible study, and I intended to get this out a little bit sooner, but we're still going to get it out tonight. Uh, We're going to be coming from chapter 6 of Matthew, chapter 6 of Matthew, and we're going to skip around. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some behaviors that God wants all of us as believers to have when we're walking in fellowship with him. So let's start at that sixth chapter and we're going to skip around. We'll we'll read pretty much all of it, but I hope that you'll go back and just read the whole um, chapter of Matthew chapter six, read the whole chapter. So let's talk about some things that God wants us to do as we walk in fellowship with him, how he expects us as, as believers to, to behave or how he wants us to act that will be in unison with the spirit of God. So he's, let's, let's start off with verse number one. And it says, and this is we're reading from Matthew 6, starting at verse 1. It says, Take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them, Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, and that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you do your alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand doeth, the that thine alms may be in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So have you ever known anybody who does uh, giving and helping out those who are in need or give to charity events and things of that nature? And then they just have to tell everybody that they did it. Well, that's what God's talking about. Whenever you do something that's good to help somebody, don't bl- put a put what you've done on blast. Don't even put what you've done on blast that I help so and so and so and so do this. That's not what God expects. What God expects is that when we do some good things to help out, whether it's giving monetary donations, it's giving food, whatever it is that we do, you don't have to be a sounding brass about it. I understand that when you're in a church and you've got a ministry, you do have to talk about what what you've done because you, you have to be accountable and let people know what the ministry is doing. Plus, you want people to uh, continue to give because that is that is always in the heart of God that we take care of those in need. But the thing about it is, is when you you what you don't do is just say, for example, if it's a certain particular person, you know him by name. You don't say, well, we gave Brother Jody such and such and such and such. That's not how you put people on blast when you do things individually. And then there needs to be some kind of privacy, too, within it because people sometimes people do have a hard time receiving um receiving help and assistance because there's some for some people there is some shame in doing it and so you want to not make it so hard on people and you know when you do something good for somebody else and you help them and you give somebody some uh, assistance and you don't put them on blast then there's something that that it does inside of you inside of your heart so The heart of God, when God does things for us, he does it for us because he loves us. And I know there are plenty of times that God has done things for us that we just need to be able to give him thanks for. So 
That's what God is saying. He says that when you do this, he says that you don't have to sound a trumpet. You just go on and do what you're going to do. It says in that third verse, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That means that you don't have to go out and tell Tom, Dick and Harry and Susie, Susie, Sally, James and John that you did it. Amen. You just do what you're going to do and you let God give you the reward for it. Because anytime that you do good for somebody, then I think that that is stored up in heaven and God is aware that you've done it. And then somewhere along your lifetime that when you need some assistance because you did it out of a good heart, when you need some assistance, there's going to be somebody. God is going to remember that, that you did that and God is going to supply your need. Because it, it matters to God that people are taken care of. It matters to God that when you have people who can't survive, somebody helps them. And God uses you and I for that purpose. But I, I believe that when we do that, somewhere along the way, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but somewhere along the way, as you are planting those good seeds and you're also planting something out there in the kingdom that when it's time for you to receive, when you need help, then God is going to give that back to you. And even if it doesn't come to you, I believe that it will come to your children. So that's what God says about alms. So let's look and see what our father thinks about prayer. And let's start at that fifth verse. And he says, and when thou prayest, thou shall not be as the hypocrites are. So let's look and see what hypocrites do when they pray. God says in the word of God, he says, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and in corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. So that's a pat on. They want a pat on the back. Oh, look how holy they are standing out here praying. He says, but this is what God says. He says, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. So there are some street evangelists who pray on the str- who pray on the streets and I'm not targeting them because that's the call that they have on their life and that is part of their ministry is that they they have to pray on the streets they pray for people with deliverance they may be people who are out there who are singing in the streets I remember seeing I don't even know this man's name but maybe um, um, you can put him in and you can see him on the YouTube but it's a it's a man who's singing I saw him standing looks like he's standing one time at his house and he's singing Waymaker Waymaker, and then I saw him at another time that he was singing at uh, I think he was at a Walmart. And when he was singing, somebody came up to talk to him, and there he was, he was singing. And I know this is different from what I'm saying with prayer, but also when you pray, when you pray, you grow in your connection with the Lord, you grow in your fellowship with God, and so you get closer and closer to God. So, let me get back to my story what I was going to say about the prayer. This man was singing Waymaker, Miracle Worker. I was awed by his voice because his voice is beautiful. And and if you get a chance to listen to him, some of you may have already heard him. But if you get a chance to listen to him, he will minister to your soul. It ministers to your soul what he's singing because it seems like he is singing out of his heart. This particular day when he was at Walmart, there was somebody who came up to talk to him. And he took time in that video to to minister and say some things to him. And I was touched. I was touched by that. So he 
has a ministry that he's doing. And I don't, I didn't believe that he was doing what he's doing to be seen of men. He truly loves the Lord. You can tell when people truly, truly love the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, but when you have people who want to be seen, whether it's standing, it says the synagogues and on the street corners or somebody's just praying so that you can look at them and see how holy they are. That's not what God wants us to do. When, when we pray, we seek the, we, we are seeking to be with Jesus. We are seeking to be able to bust through and to get up into the Holy of Holies. We are praying to be right where Jesus is. And we are praying because we want to talk to our Father. We want to talk to our God. Amen. We want to lift him up and lift him up high. And so when you get into prayer, that's a time of fellowship. And so God says in that sixth verse, he says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And the Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. So when you go in to, to pray to God, it's a, it's a good thing sometimes to be by yourself. Because then you can pour your heart out to God. And then I'll tell you something. Some people will say, well, can you pray for me? Because I can't pray like you pray. Well, I'm going to stop by to tell you that anybody can pray. Prayer is so simple. Prayer is just talking to God. Even God tells us that prayer is not to be all that like what you think it is. He says in that seventh verse, he says, but when you pray, Use not vain repetitions, and as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. He says, Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. So in prayer, we're praying to God. We can start off with praise. We can start off with thanksgiving. And these days and time, God knows, hallelujah, that we got to say thank you. Hallelujah. We just got to say thank you to the Lord. Amen. Because God has been so good to us. God has blessed us going in and coming out. God has taken care of us through this this pandemic. God has taken care of us through gas shortages and uh, revolts at 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 the capital. God is taking care of us as times are changing here in America. So we just got to say thank you. If you were able to wake up this morning, you can say thank you. Hallelujah. Because God is taking care of us. Our Heavenly Father loves His children. Our Heavenly Father, He loves His creation. He loves what He's created. Everybody might not always worship Him all the time, but God has opportunity for all of us to reach out to Him and 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 just come unto Him. Come unto Him as you are. So when you pray, you don't have to worry about that you sound like deacon so-and-so or you sound like brother john or brother willis all you gotta do is just talk to god just like i'm talking to you sometimes i'll say lord have mercy or god help me i'll be i I, sometimes i'll be working that's prayer but then there are times when prayer i spend times with god in the early early morning hours in prayer or it may be at night in prayer but It's something about being able to call on the Heavenly Father and just call Him 
Something about getting in the quiet time and being able to talk to God. Something about when you're pressed with problems and pressed with issues. Something about being able to talk to him. And let me tell you something. I'm talking to children. I'm talking to adults. When you get to the place where you know that you need God, sometimes with adults, the ways that life is pressuring us so bad that we need to be able to go to our Heavenly Father. You remember being a child and if anything were to happen, you could go, if you had good parents, you could go to your mom or you could go to your dad and you could be crying and you could be pitiful. And mom and dad would hold you or they patch it, it's going to be all right. Sometimes now they'll tell you to shake it off, but sometimes God will tell us to shake it off too. But there are other times when life would be so difficult that mama and dad probably would coddle you, let you know it's going to be all right. Well, let me tell you this. I remember that in times when it got difficult for me, I and, and I had nobody to go to, I got my Bible. I was in my bed and I laid my head on my Bible and it felt just like I was laying my head on Jesus's lap. I was there and I was being comforted by God and I could pour out my heart unto God. The thing about it, when you pray, you pour your heart out to God. Good thing about being in prayer and being by yourself sometimes, you know, sometimes people want you to be macho and you don't have to be macho when you're talking to God. You can be you can be, uh, if you if you call it a punk or you call it being weak, whatever, you can pour your heart out to God when you're alone. But there is something about being able to get a release when you are in prayer. And when you go deep down in prayer, you can feel that something in the atmosphere has shifted. Something changes and you know that you are in the presence of God. You also know that, hallelujah, when you are praying, there is a peace that can surpass all understanding that comes to you. When you're in prayer, the Bible says, he said right there in that eighth verse of Matthew 6, it's like when we're praying and we're asking for petitions, then God knows what we stand in need of even before we ask him. Amen. So when you enter into prayer, don't worry about, don't worry about your words. Don't worry about sounding eloquent like there's 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 a preacher I'm not even going to call his name but he speaks some words that's way over my head and I'm like what in the world is he talking about and I'm not saying he's trying to be uh trying to be heard maybe that's his vocabulary mine is very simple but what I'm saying is when you enter into prayer God knows that you are his child God knows that he created you God knows your frame and so just pour your heart out to God. And right now I minister to those those single mothers out there who are trying to make ends meet. God will meet your needs. God will meet your every need. So don't don't fret and don't worry about it. Thank God that, God, you will meet my needs. God, you're going to provide for me. God, I believe that you're going to give me what I'm standing in need of. God, I believe that you are a way maker. God, I'm trusting in you, oh God. And then keep your eyes open for the answers to prayer. God may supply your answers to prayer in ways that you don't even know. It could come from somebody giving you something, somebody offering you something. It could come in the form of gift cards. It could come in the form of, of when I'm talking about when you have needs that need to be met. It could come in the form of discounts. So just keep your eyes open because God does answer prayer. So 
That's what he says about prayer. Amen. So we all can do it. And as you grow in prayer, try to spend some time with God on on your prayer life. Pick out a special time just for him. Let's see what God says about fasting. And the last thing that we uh, sometimes we want to do is we want to fast. But let's go over, skip over to the 16th verse. And it says, moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites. And what do hypocrites do? It says they be of a sad countenance. Oh, so the look will be, oh, Lord, I'm starving. Want you to have mercy on them or want you to know that they fasting. But that's not how God wants you to fast. God says when you fast at that 16th verse, he says, for he's talking about the hypocrites. He said, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Your fast is to be unto God. He says, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But this is what God says that when we fast, we need to look good. Amen. We need to fix ourselves up. In the Bible, he says in that 17th verse, he says, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash your face. That means get yourself together. Don't walk around here with your hair sticking up all over your head. You didn't brush your teeth. You didn't take a bath. Fix yourself up is what God says, because the fast is not unto men. The fast is to God. He says that thou that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father, which is in which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And then there's also the thing about a fast. Sometimes when uh, you go on a fast, you may hear a call from the Lord to go on a fast. When you hear a call from the Lord to go on a fast, then that is an ordained fast that's been. Uh, uh, mandated to you by God. You can hear God in the spirit saying it's time for a fast. I went on a fast for five days and that was the easiest. It had been a while since I had been on a fast, but that was an easy fast for me to do. And I know some of you have been on 40 day fast and you've been on fast that, um, you know, that, that you've done. So you've may have out, out, you know, outdid more, well, did more days in the fast than I did. But for somebody who had not fasted for a while, I was, I really, I was happy because I was able to get through the whole fast. But that was a fast that was mandated by God. And I didn't really, I didn't tell anybody that I had been on the fast until after the Lord released me from it. And, and I told it because I was surprised that I was able to do it. And God gave me the ability to do it that amount of time but there's prayer in the fast there's the reading of bible study and you might have to you need to turn some things off so that you're not pouring everything into your pouring everything into your spirit you can hear god's voice begin to speak to you clearly when you put a fast and you do it his way so let's take a look and see what he says about treasures in heaven and I, I want all of y'all out there who got money, uh, who got money and cans and money and uh, bags under somewhere. And people used to keep money under the mattresses and money everywhere. God is not against anybody having money. God is not against anybody having riches. Because the thing about it is, is God, he owns what? He owns the earth. He owns all the riches. 
God's temple, whenever you read about the temple, the temple was adorned with gold. So we know that if that was in the the plan of God for King David and building the temple, we know that God is not a God who who wants us to be in poverty. The thing about it is, is, and we know that in we live here on earth, we got to have money to get things done. So, but the thing about it is, is whatever uh, riches and finances are out here, God doesn't want it to have us. He wants our heart to be after him and not after the wealth of this world, the treasures of this world. So let's see what God says about uh, riches and treasure. God, in that, we're in that 19th verse. God says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. And some folks called it bling bling back then. I don't know what the kids calling it now, what the young folks calling it. But um, he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. And in our day and time, we seeing thieves break through through that. Uh, what's it? What they call it? The uh, the internet and and uh, I forgot what they call it, but internet and how they sabotage you and steal from you through that by getting your passcodes and all of that. He says, "But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven." So we started off talking about alms deeds, and that's one of the treasures that you can lay up in heaven. Another treasure that you can lay up in heaven is is uh, when you your prayers, when you're sending up prayers unto the Lord. Amen. Those are treasures in heaven. When you forgive people, that's a treasure that's in heaven because you're you're forgiving somebody who's done something to you. Those are treasures in heaven. When you give your even when you give your finances and you pay your tithes and you're not paying your tithes to be sin, you're paying your tithes because this is what God wants. That's a treasure in heaven. Amen. Offerings, treasures in heaven. Good deeds, helping people, treasures in heaven. Amen. So he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also so if you if you want to know where your heart is as far as with your treasures the thing is is where you spend all your money at where do you spend all your time at is all of your money spent on you is all of your money spent on and i'm not against weeds but i'm just saying is all your money spent on weaves? Is all your money spent on your clothes? Or is all your money spent on your house? Huh? Where are you spending your money at? Is it on recreation? Do you ever stop to uh, give something out that will help somebody or donate something that will help somebody? Or do you keep all of your stuff until it's rotten and you got to throw it out and you don't never give anything to help anybody else? Well, if that's how you live and that's how you roll, that's where your heart is. Your heart is in your stuff. Amen. If you never donate and help charitable organizations or help out your church or help out people that you know, that's where your heart is. Your heart is in you. Your heart is in, in, it's called S-E-L-F, self, me, myself, and I. Amen. So God doesn't want us to be like that. God wants us to be like him. God sends his rain on the just and the unjust. So rain can be blessings. Amen. We're thinking about rain that falls from the sky. He sends that too. 
on on everybody, but he sends he he sends his blessings on the just as well as the unjust. Because you can see some people who don't even walk with God. They so blessed. They so blessed. And and some people that may not walk with God, they may do everything under the sun, but they also might be getting some blessings because the the principles of God still work for them. Because they still might be taking care of homeless people. They might they might not even think that there is God, but they they see the people around them and they are blessed. Um, Send big donations into organizations that tend to help people. Will bail you out of stuff, you know. So God's principle is is that they are taking helping to take care of the needs. So God still blesses them in some sort of way. But we're talking about that that there has to be a, a, a because there's an end result. There's an end to life. There's an end to you and my, I being here on the earth because life is but a vapor. We're here, and then tick, 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 we're gone. So there has to be a a, a time point that, yes, we may have done good things on the earth, but were we saved? I believe in the blood of Jesus and salvation through the blood of Jesus. And so we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for every man's sins. So when you you give, and I'm not going to get off into all of that, but when you give... And you still don't have that right relationship with God, then there's a judgment day that's coming. Amen. So he says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be. God says, Let's skip over to that 24th verse. The Bible says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The love for the love of money. That's the thing that corrupts people is the love of money. But you can have money, but just don't have a love for it where you just got to have that. And you will do anything to get it, even if it calls for you to run over and run over your mama, your daddy, your family and all of this stuff. So the thing about it is, is you can't serve two masters. Either you're going to serve God or you're not. Amen. Either you're going to serve God or you're not. Amen. So you cannot have two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Let's go to that 25th verse. And we're talking about now we're back talking about provision. And this I told somebody not too long ago. And this is my testimony. And it's going to continue to be my testimony. And I'm going to testify to you. And some of you will say there's nothing to that. But some of you who are out there who had to live as I did, then some of you will say, yeah, there is something to that. I remember when I was raising my daughter and stuff, she was little. And we talking about many years ago, my daughter is like 32 years old now or so. But my thing is this. One day I I had bought some bought some groceries, bought some food, I bought some applesauce. My child was little at the time. And when I dropped that applesauce, I literally cried because I dropped the applesauce. Well, this is how you can look at people. And sometimes you can look at people and you can judge them. But you you judging from the outside. You try you judging from the outside looking in. But people who live a situation, they live from the inside out. Amen. So they know their situation. But I dropped a jar of applesauce and it I dropped a jar of applesauce and I cried because I dropped it because I needed it to feed my child. And I, I didn't have 
I didn't have the food stamps. I was caught in a predicament, didn't have food stamps, didn't have any more money. And so what I said was I cried. And so the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Ghost said to me to take the jar of applesauce, pour all the applesauce out of the jar, rinse the jar out and expect the jar. If you see any nicks in the jar, you cannot feed the applesauce to the baby. So I, I then, after I had did that, I was able to feed the baby applesauce. Now, somebody will say that that is nothing, but that is God making a way for me. And I'll hold on to it. And that's my testimony. And I'm sticking to it. Amen. Amen. But let's look at that 25th verse and we're getting ready to wrap this Bible study up. And I wanted to go about 30 something minutes. I'll be a little bit over, but it says, let's talk about, let's look at provisions. He says in that 25th verse of Matthew six, he says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on is not the life more than the meat and the body, the raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much more than they? And I know that you and I are loved to God, and I know that we're not birds, and we're not animals out there in the field. We are creations of God, and he's watching out for us. God said, don't be worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to put on. He says, "Look, he's, let's go to that. Um, 28th verse he says and why take you thought for raiment don't worry about your clothes he talks about consider the lilies of the field how they grow and how they tore not neither do they spin and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these so God is going to take care of what you even need to put on your put on your body wherefore if God so clothe the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So when God meets provision, just like I said, when God meets provision, you have to, we, before God, we have to be humble before God. And, and the one thing that stops us sometimes and when we need some help is pride, pride, P-R-I-D-E, pride. I, we can't admit that we need help or we won't tell anybody that we need help. God has sources of provision out here that you and I might can't go buy Gucci, but we can go somewhere and buy a cheaper version at a, at a um, lower end store, or we can go to places that are, are like the consignment shops. And sometimes you actually can get the real thing at a consignment shop because they've gotten things in that have been uh, donated back and they're selling them and stuff. But it's a matter of, are we going to be too prideful to say what we have need of or too prideful to admit that we have a need to somebody who maybe can help us or that we will be too prideful to go to organizations that that help or or thrift stores or things of that nature to get what we need. I, I too remember that when I raised my daughter, I did have to get some. I had people who would give me clothing. I got some clothes from the th- from the thrift store. My mom would and some some things I would buy. But we just didn't have it like that. And so um, if you don't have it like that, then you just don't have it like that. You know, you, you, 
you do what you what you can do at the level that you're at. And then this is the other thing that you don't do to meet your own needs. Even if you got credit cards, don't go out there and max them up just because you're trying to live with uh, just like just like the Joneses down the street. You live like like the Tuckers, or you live like 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 the the Petersons, or you live like the the Smiths. You fill in the name. That's how you're supposed to live. But you don't try to compare yourself at another level to somebody and you can't meet that level and you go get in debt just to live at that level you don't do that so God says he will supply our every need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus so he's he's talking about therefore in verse 31 take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink wherewith shall we be clothed So he's saying, and we're getting ready to wrap this up. Now let's look at how he's telling us to get all these things and how we're supposed to be able to do all of this. He says first, he says in verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that that ye have need of all these things. So even before we even open our mouth, God know what we need. Amen. Sometimes we might think we need something, but God might think we need something else. Just like I, I, I thought one time that I wanted a big old expedition, but I didn't need that. Amen. I ended up getting a smaller car and that car was self-sufficient. You knew what God knew coming down the road. God knew that coming down the road, we were going to have high gas prices. And if I had bought that, I'd have been fussing about the gas that I had to put in that vehicle. Amen. God knew what I needed, even though I didn't know what I need. But God knows what we need. But this catch this in, 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 in our relationship and our fellowship with God. God wants us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. So we, we sometimes in life we go out and we seek all these things for provision. We seek the finances and the wealth. We seek prestige and power. And sometimes we do things at the expense of others. But God wants us to seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. So when we seek first the kingdom of God, that means that we're going to live by the principles and the standards of God. When we live by the principles and standards of God and we put him first, that also means that we love we love our our brothers and our sisters. That means that we respect people, that we got walk in integrity and we walk in character. We walk in, in ethics, the biblical ethics. We don't have situational ethics and we try to live by the standards of God. So he says to, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. So what we, what we're looking for is we're looking for God. I want to do what you want me to do. God, I want to live by your word. God, I want to be pleasing to your sight. And then when we live according to this God, and we live according to the word, God says, that's my child. God said, look at my child, my child living holy my child living righteous. And so God, he comes and he answers our prayers. Don't get it twisted. Now, just like I said, God sends the rain on the just and the unjust, but there is a benefit to you when you are living holy and you live in righteous. God runs to take care of his children. God will say, my child is crying. God hears your voice in the midnight hours. And God is going to come and help you. God is going to say, no, 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 no. I got to fix this for my child. 
And God will cause people's heart to burn for you. God will cause and speak into the ears of people that they'll do things for you that they don't even know why they're doing it. They're doing it because God is telling them to do it. God will cause a breakthrough and a miracle to come to you. You will just go somewhere and you'll catch something on sale. And, and, and that's because God is opening up a door for you. God is ministering to your need because he knows that that's something that you needed. God is the God of breakthroughs. Hallelujah. God is the God who will, who will do things for you when you just didn't know how it was going to be done. Remember I said that I heard the man singing on the YouTube, way maker, miracle worker. Amen. He's a way maker. He is a miracle worker. God will see your need. God not going to let his children go hungry. I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen. God is going to meet your needs. If you do, you got to believe him. You got to believe that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who supplies needs. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye righteousness. Seek what God wants you to do. Seek and read the Bible. And he says, all these things shall be added unto you. So don't take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So don't worry. Don't worry. Don't 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 lose no sleep over. God going to meet your need. God is going to take care of you. God is going to make a way out of no way. God will open up doors for you that no man can can close. God will open up doors for you that only he can open. God got your back. So we've done our Bible study for tonight, and I am excited. And so this is going to conclude our Bible study for tonight. We came from Matthew chapter 7, and we just looked at some ways that God wanted us to do some things. We looked at our how to do alms, and we looked at um, how God wants us to uh, go in prayer. We talked about how we fast. We talked about the treasures in heaven. We talked about provision. And we talked about the kingdom of God. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So in his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. 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 Well, I hope that tonight you enjoyed the Bible study and I said something that was enriching and encouraging to you. And so I just hope that this has been an encouragement to you tonight. So I ask you to subscribe to the podcast and I also ask you to share the podcast with others and help me to grow this, uh, grow this part of my ministry. God has mandated me to teach this word and to put it out there in the airways whether it's one person who listens to it or it's thousands so you pray for me and I will be lifting you up and I'm gonna put um, a way so you can connect with me and if you need to write me or or say something to me that you'll be able to connect so Thank you for listening to the Bible study, the Thursday night Bible study. And until we meet again, this is Evangelist Larry coming to you with sharing the word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed and bye-bye.